I was so glad when Carden stopped wanting to play Sorry. We played it over and over. Come on, Dad, let's play, let's play. So we play, and you know, that's just a two-man game. Sometimes I think he made it a one-man game. He just played himself. He just kept going. But you ever hear them apologies when they, they land right on your little token you have there? They land on top of you, and they say, sorry. I just have a feeling they didn't mean it. We had three boys, and when we played sorry, it wasn't just sorry. It was sorry, boom, and they knocked your puck completely off the table. I was like, we just put it back in this home where it goes. You don't have to do that. Well, let me ask you this question. How many has ever said that you were sorry for something that you had done? You ever apologize to someone? I have. How many of you ever said you're sorry and you didn't mean it? That's, I did that. How many know someone that hates to say I'm sorry? And they're sitting by you right now. No, I'm kidding. Well, don't you just hate it when someone says they're sorry sarcastically? Nowadays it's like, well, sorry. Sorry. This happens at our house quite often. Here's one of the battles I face, and you can pray for me, help me to overcome this mountain in my life. Milk in our house. The boys drink it up, and when I have that late-night bowl of cereal, it's not there. It's hard to have milk and cereal when there's no milk. And sometimes the carton's still in there, and it fools you. It's funny, but it's not funny when it's happening to you. Oh, I needed them Cocoa Pebbles. Well, I get a sorry and what they really were. Sorry, Dad, I didn't know. I'm like, I don't mind you drinking it. Just tell me so I can pick some more up. That's, that's it. And then don't fool me by putting it in the refrigerator because I just open the refrigerator. see the gallon. Okay, I'm good. Have milk and then want to get it out. Nothing there. What they're really telling me when they say sorry, they're not sorry at all. They enjoyed that milk to the fullest. They didn't care if dad got any. Eat your cereal without milk. That's what they're really telling me. The word sorry means feeling of regret. Feeling of regret. Similar words are regretful, remorseful, contrite, and repent. How many knew that? Well, I'll repent it. Do you ever get apologies like this? I'm sorry, but. I used to irritate Shelly a lot with that one. Here's the one I really get her with. She's not in here, so I can say whatever I want. I'm sorry you're upset. I'm sorry you're mad at me. I'm not sorry for what I've done, but I'm sorry you're mad at me. We all feel, she's walking back in. Amen, praise the Lord. I thought she left. I, she left the building. I'll I say where I want. <laughs> the Hemp Hills used to have this song that said, he's still working on me. He's still working on me. 
I'm still not sorry for a lot of things. And I'm sorry she got upset, but I'm not sorry that you know what I did. I'm sorry you're not a tougher little girl than you are. I'm, I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> she says, scoot on. The word sorry is usually used to be apologetic. But sometimes we're not very apologetic. And hopefully it's said by someone that means it. Someone that is truly asking for forgiveness. Amen? The Bible says it's required to have a forgiving heart for you to be forgiven by God. That's how serious of a subject this is today. It's funny. I, I, I you know, play around with the word. I, I, I love the, the game sorry. I actually do like the game sorry. It's frustrating, but I still like it. I make up some new rules as I go along so it, it goes faster, but... The word sorry and being apologetic and having forgiveness for someone is a very serious subject. And if you'd stand with me, I want to read from Mark chapter 11, and then uh, we'll start at verse 25, and then we're going to jump over to Matthew chapter 18 and verse 21. Mark chapter 11, verse 25, I'm in the New King James Version, and it says, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. That your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. I want to stop right there. How many has been forgiven much? You've lived a life that you deserved hell. And you've you were forgiven. Oh, my word. When we put it in perspectives like that and understand that we deserved hell, the things we did, we deserved hell, and he still forgave us, how much more should we forgive our brother? Mm. Matthew chapter 18, verse number 21 says, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? This dude's awful. He's mean. He's rotten. He keeps, he keeps doing things to get How many times should I forgive him? Up to seven times? Devin, that sounds like a pretty good number. Seven times forgiving somebody. That would make you a pretty cool dude. Pretty forgiving dude. Seven times, right? We all know this scripture. The next verse says, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times. Seven. I know we have school teachers in here. What's the math on that? 490. That's a lot of forgiving. Devin, now if you go 490 times forgive somebody, you're on this pedestal. You're way up there. I want to preach today for just a few moments with the subject, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. It's true. And Father, if we'll let it penetrate our heart, it's going to change us forevermore. I ask you, Lord, to anoint, my, anoint me to say and to do exactly what you've asked me to do. I ask you, Lord, to anoint our eyes and our ears to see and to hear what you'd have us to see and hear. I'm asking for the word of God to go deep inside, Lord, and take root, Lord. Today, on this last Sunday of September in 2022, Lord, you have your will and your way in this service. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. 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 You may be seated. I heard a joke 
this week, and it says, what do you call an apology written in dots and lines? A remorse code. I thought maybe Hans might get that one, but I didn't. A remorse code. That's a bad, Jaden, that's a bad one right there. Well, I heard a story that said two ladies were in a disagreement. They were really mad at each other. For several months, they wouldn't even speak to each other, and the whole community knew about their bitter uh, problems with each other, the friction they had between one another. One day, one of the women decided to be the bigger woman and apologize, and the other woman said, okay, I'll accept your apology. I'll bury the hatchet, but I'm going to leave the handle sticking out, up, out of the ground for future reference. That's not really accepting an apology either. And she wasn't apologetic either. That's not forgiveness. I'm going to bury the hatchet. I'm going to leave the handle out so I can see exactly where it's at, just in case you come at me again. Right? How many has ever been in an argument? You ask for forgiveness. Later on, you got in another argument. And what you asked forgiveness for the first time was brought up again. That tells you that person didn't forgive you the first time. Make sure that's not in your life. I want you to think about these questions right here. Have you ever had a disagreement with someone or a hurt with someone? If you're human in this building today, you've had a disagreement with someone. You've had someone hurt you in your life. And guess what? You're not perfect. You've hurt someone else. Right? You don't have to say anything out loud. You don't have to raise your hand. I'm not asking for you to do that today. But have you ever had trouble with forgiving someone? Think about it. Think about it yourself. Have you ever had someone that it was just hard to forgive them? Our text tells us that God wants to forgive, wants us to forgive, and to stop carrying an offense with us. That's, that's what unforgiveness stemmed from. It's because we, we were offended by something, and, and you may, may be rightly deserving, you know, you can be offended by it. But we choose whether we carry it with us or not. Somebody could tell you you're ugly, you're fat, you're stupid, you're an idiot. Well, the first thing, yeah, that, that it's offensive, but you have a choice now. Do you carry that around with you? Or you say, you know what, I'm going to put that down. I, I don't want that. I don't want to carry that bitterness with me. If you're in this situation right now, put this in your memory bank. If you're not in this situation right now, put it in your memory bank because you're going to be, right? If you're not dealing with unforgiveness right this moment, guess what? You're going to be. Don't stop amening now. Don't stop laughing now. It may be that person right next to you is going to offend you next. Burned your food. Set something out of place. You know they did it on purpose. <laughs> it's part of life. Someone at some point is going to offend you, and you're going to offend someone else. In the book of Matthew, Peter asked Jesus how many times we should forgive. Seven times? The Pharisees taught that you should forgive a person three times. So Peter doubled that up and then added one to it. I'm going to do better than the Pharisees, Right? So seven times, Jesus, is that how many times we should forgive someone? 
But Jesus said 70 times 70 or 490 times. What Jesus was really saying is our forgiving should be limitless. Pastor, that's crazy talk. That's nuts. You can't do that. You just got out of the nut hut. You can't do that. What's wrong with you? Somebody offends you. You, you, you got you to stay away from them. You got to do this. You got to do that. You can't be forgiving them limitless, limitlessly. Well, if you can forgive 490 times, you probably have forgiveness down pat. You probably do. That's me, Pastor. I don't mean to blow my own horn, but toot toot. I can just forgive everybody. Jesus is saying that we have to forgive no matter how many times they offend us. No matter how many times they offend us. If you think a person hits you 490 times in the face and that 491st time you can go ahead and punch them because I forgive them all them other times, you've missed the point. You've missed the point. Forgiveness should be an attitude. Praise the Lord. Forgiveness should be an attitude that at any time would spring forth when we're wronged by anyone. God demands that we forgive those that wrong us. It's a command. It's a commandment. And we must always do it. It doesn't mean what they're doing to you is right. It doesn't mean that you condone what they've done. It doesn't mean that you appreciate what they've done. What it means is I'm not going to allow bitterness to attach itself to me through unforgiveness. I'm not going to miss heaven because they're a jerk. I'll put it in Drew's language. Because they're being a jerk to me, I'm not going to be a jerk back. Now, that's what I strive for. Sometimes it don't always work that way. Amen. Forgiveness should flow from the mature Christian. While we're on maturity, I, I just got to say this. We live in the most immature generation ever. 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 You text somebody and you don't get a text back. You call somebody, you don't get a call back. I'm not looking for a book. I'm just looking for you to say, yeah, emoji me. Gotcha. Or emoji me, whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I text my boys all the time. A couple of days later, they say, what's up? No, I asked a question two days ago. I'm past that question. I've moved on. All right, we'll get off the maturity. But a mature Christian will forgive, and it'll flow out of their life. We should never wait for an apology before we forgive someone. Well, you know, I'm going to forgive Sister Sheila just as soon as she comes and apologizes to me. Oh, that sounds just like Jesus, doesn't it? Yeah. Guess what? A lot of times we get offended by something, and the person that offended us didn't even know they offended you. It happens every day when I get in the car. Someone offends me, 
and they don't even know it. They don't even know they've offended me until I honk at them. Well, a lot of times we're offended by things that the devil's just put in our mind, and, and the, the one that's offended you, they don't even know they've offended you. They don't. We have a choice on whether or not we're going to be offended. Everybody should say amen. We have a choice whether or not we're going to be offended. We have the right to say no to offense. Some people get offended and wait for an apology that's never coming because the person doesn't even know they offended them. Well, I'm going to read a bunch of scriptures right here. Matthew chapter 18, starting at verse 23. You know this story. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And has, and, but he was not able to pay. His master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of the servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him of his debt. Praise the Lord. Isn't that what Jesus does for us? But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and he laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe me. I've seen this in my own home. I spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on my boys. I borrow five bucks and they will dun me for the rest of my life. Are you really kidding me? Dad, you owe me five bucks. Come on. Verse 29. So his fellow servant fell down. I didn't choke him either, by the way. I didn't do that. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me. I will pay you all. And he would not. He would not forgive, he would not have it, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had, what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after, all, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry. Well, why wouldn't he be? He's angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if you, if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Okay, I butchered the reading. But we all got the point. We want somebody to pay us something. They owe us something. That's what it is when we're, we're offended by something. Someone owes me an apology. They owe me that right to, to make things right with me. And they hold on to that grudge. And that's a spirit, let me tell you. That is a spirit from hell. Let me clarify. It's a spirit from hell for unforgiveness to be in your heart. You cannot, will not, has not, 
no one, I'm butchering everything, go to heaven with unforgiveness in your heart. Hasn't happened, will not happen, it's not going to happen in the future. Unforgiveness in your heart will not make it into heaven. Does everybody understand that? Amen. What we learn from this story is that it should never matter the magnitude of the offense, great or small, we should always forgive. We should always forgive. Oh, pastor, that's easy for you to say. It is easy to say. It's harder to do. It's harder to do. We must forgive. We must forgive. We must forgive. We must give forgiveness as well as expect it from others. How many has ever offended someone and you knew you offended them and then you just wanted to beg for their forgiveness? And you genuinely, you wanted their forgiveness. We should expect it. Let me tell you, sinners will act like sinners. Christians ought to act like Christians. The body of Christ ought to act like the body of Christ. If you're not forgiving someone, you're not part of the body of Christ. Boy, we should hear a big amen or I'm going to think you're guilty. That's the way it should work. That's the way it's going to work. That's how people's going to enter in heaven. They're going to have forgiveness in their heart because if it's unforgiveness, they're not entering heaven. I want us to see the magnitude of that today and understand it's the truth. This is what the Word of God is saying. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. He says it over and over. Our text said it. Some people always want forgiveness but are reluctant to give it to others. Be careful. We want forgiveness for what we do, but we don't want to give it for others. You don't know how bad they hurt me. You don't know what they did to me. You don't know this. You don't know that. I don't, but Jesus does, and he still said these words. We have a choice. Be obedient to the word or walk our own way. Listen to this. Matthew 6 and 12 says, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. It's part of the Lord's prayer. God, forgive me of my trespasses. God, forgive me of my sins as I forgive the trespasses of others. When we look at how much our Heavenly Father has given and forgiven us, we can't help but forgive others. Listen to this, Colossians 3.13. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Once again, he's telling us again, when those snot-nosed workers that you're, you're, your business that you're working with come and go like day and night, and you keep having to deal with them, don't take offense at them. Just trip them. No, no don't trip them. I'm... Forgive them. Forgive them. Listen at this. Forgiveness heals relationships, and unforgiveness divides. Forgiveness heals relationships, and unforgiveness divides. How many people do you know that have been divided from family members, from friends, from church family, because someone was not willing to forgive? It's a sad, sad state. The saddest thing about that is people lose out with God over it. 
Well, how do they lose out with God? It's simple. They didn't forgive. You're not going to heaven if you don't forgive. I can't pound it home any harder than that today. If you're not forgiving someone, you're not going to heaven. Pastor, that's mean. That's rough. That's the word. That's the truth. There have been people turned their back on God because they were not willing to forgive. I am so stuck in my ways. I want to be right no matter what. I'm not going to forgive someone. I don't care what comes my way. And they lose their way. They lose out with God. They lose out on spiritual blessings because they've not forgiven someone. They get hurt by the preacher or someone else in the congregation. They say, I'm, I just give up. I quit. I'm done. All because of unforgiveness. Can I tell you that no one should ever leave the church without forgiving? I'm going to tell you right now, that whether you go to this church, you go to another church, you should never go for, to another church unless everything in the first church is all settled. When you jump from church to church to church, you're taking your same problem to the next church. I had one pastor call me and say, hey, keep your members at your own church. I don't want them. I said, sorry. Sorry. He said, why didn't you warn me about them? I said, that's not my job to warn you about them. Sorry. Well, people go from church to church trying to find that perfect church. Guess, guess what? When you get there, it's no longer perfect. Instead of forgiving someone and staying where God's planted them, they want to hop from place to place. That same offense they found at the first church will follow them to the next and to the next and to the next because they never solved the offense to begin with. They never forgave the first time. They're carrying the problem with them from place to place. Some people will blame God for something that offends them. God, why in the world did you let that happen to me? It's your fault, God. I've been a Christian. I've been doing right. We become offended at our creator. We become offended at the one that knows everything about our life. We become offended at the one that has the perfect plan for our life. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. To blame God for an action by a human being is ridiculous. The God kind of forgiveness brings people together. When you have the God kind of forgiveness, it's going to bring people together. The devil's unforgiveness drives people apart. Too many want to point fingers and blame someone else when the truth of the matter is we have a choice of offense or forgiveness. I'm sorry. Whether they say it to you or not, you need to repent and say, Father, I'm sorry for letting me be offended by that. What they said was not right. What they did was not right. But I'm sorry I let that take root in my life. Hmm. I believe you can forgive and forget. Well, how can you forget? you got a memory bank. God created you to remember things. How can you forget things? Don't stone me. Hold your rotten tomatoes and eggs. Don't throw them yet. I experienced this kind of forgiveness. I want to tell you about it. I was offended in a church. I was hurt in a church, and I didn't deserve it. Didn't do anything, didn't say anything. My actions weren't, it was a false accusation, it was a lie. 
How many's ever been lied on? Just seems to be worse when it's in the church. Ain't that right? It was eating me alive until I gave it to God. It was that simple. Brother Nick said it again today. When we give things to God, it's amazing how our life changes. I give that thing to God. I say, God, I can't let this eat me up. You know I've been wronged. I did nothing, absolutely nothing. Well, what, Drew, maybe you did something. No, Drew did absolutely nothing wrong. And I was talked about, ridiculed. My family was ridiculed. No reason. Not one reason. And I said, God, I have a choice. I can be offended by this. Never want to see that person again in my life. Want to choke him when I see him next to me. I didn't want that. And I'm going to tell you, what I give to God, he took. What I give to God, he took. Until someone asked me years down the road, what, what about so-and-so, so-and-so? I was like, what, what about it? And they said, remember what they did to you? And they told me, oh, yeah. They had to bring it to my remembrance. So are you ever going to forget some of these things? Probably not. But you know what? He can put it so far away, I didn't remember it until somebody else brings it up. It's not brought up within my heart. Yeah, I got way off my notes here. The only time I remember what was done is when someone else brings it up. Every time I see that person now, I, I, I'm honest to God, every time I see that person, God replaced that bitterness with a love greater than I had for that person before. And I promise you, every time I see them, I go up and hug their neck and tell them, I love you. I love you. I'm not putting Drew on a pedestal. I'm telling you what my God can do. I'm telling you what he can do if we'll give it to him. Man, we cannot afford to let unforgiveness to have control of our lives. Why? It directly affects our relationship with God. If I can't have peace with my brother, with my sister, I can't have peace with God. I'm giving you nuggets right here that you can live by for the rest of your life. If you're not at peace with someone, you're not at peace with God. Well, I'm not sure if I believe all of that. I am. Through the Word. It doesn't mean I agree with them. That doesn't mean they're my golfing buddy or my, my lunch buddy. But I don't have to harbor unforgiveness in my heart. It does not have to be a part of my personality. Well, praise the Lord. I'm almost done. I've preached on this subject more than any subject in three and a half years than I can imagine. We have to forgive so much that when the person is mentioned or passes by, that animosity doesn't rise up in us. Hallelujah. There should be no guilt, bitterness, or a grudge rise up in us. If you're holding on to any of these things I just mentioned, when you go to pray, God will convict you. We see it right there in the scripture. When you stand to pray, when you go to pray, you better get on your knees and start forgiving. You better go to that brother or sister if they're there. Ask for forgiveness. I love it because God loves us so much, he'll do that old-fashioned thing to us. He convicts us. I'm not here to convict you today. I'm here to share the word of God. And if you get convicted, it's on God. It's on God. It's not on me. There should be no guilt or bitterness or grudges being held. When there's an offense between you and someone else, for forgiveness to really heal that relationship, 
You must seek forgiveness from that person. I'm talking about individuals that have problems with each other and you're offended at them. You need to go to them. It's like I said before. They may may not even know that you offended them. I've had people come up to me before and say, I'm sorry. And I'm like, for what? I didn't know there was an issue between us. And they said, well, this, 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 this. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that offended you. He said, well, it should have never offended me. But I want forgiveness. I'm like, that's the godly way. God spoke to me one day and said, uh, you need to go to this person and ask for forgiveness. I was down praying right over here. I looked up and I was like, that person's not even here, God. He said, he's out in his car. I got up off my knees, walked out to his car, and I, he rolled down his window and I said, I got to tell you something. I said, God told me to ask you to forgive me. I had no idea, no clue that anything was wrong with our relationship. But that person was offended at me. I had no idea. No idea. But when God showed me, it was my part. Now it's on me. Should that person have come to me because they were offended? Absolutely. But because they didn't, God showed me, and I went to him and made things right. Amen. Still friends today. Praise the Lord. Well, whether they forgive you or not, it doesn't matter. What matters is you be obedient to God. Shelly, would you come back? Forgiveness does not retaliate. Don't you love getting somebody back? You know, I'm old and the things I get back at now are silly. They pass me, I pass them. Um, That's pretty much it. They speed around me, I speed around them. Forgiveness does not retaliate. One of the basic instincts of a sinful flesh is to get even. The basic instincts is to get even. And I can show you this real quick. We got two brothers over here. If one hits one in the arm, the other one's hitting him back. Why? I did the same thing. I have a brother. I did it to my sisters too. They hit me. I hit them back. Right? Well, I want them to hurt like I hurt. I want them to hurt as bad as they hurt me. They deserve it. If you feel that way, you haven't really forgiven them. If you hear about that person failing in something and you get excited, well, they deserve that. That sounds all right to me. I hope they have a car wreck. I hope their house burns down. I, I, what? Pastor, you're not supposed to say things like that. That's what goes through our minds. I hope they get what they deserve. That's not forgiveness. Do you remember the story of Joseph? Joseph was sold into slavery. His brothers didn't like him, mad at him. Later on, he set up and He's the top dog there, and he's, he's passing out food to everybody. Now his brothers, it's, it's all different now. He had no control. They were selling him into slavery. He had no control. It was all of them against that one, and now he has all this power. 
Now, you read the scripture. He played around with them a little bit. He aggravated them a little bit. But he could have punished them. He could have really let them have it. But he had compassion on his brothers because there was forgiveness in his heart. I'm going to tell you, the only way you're going to have compassion, the only way you're going to have love for each other is to have forgiveness for each other. Guess what? I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. And since we're not perfect, we're going to offend each other. Not on purpose, though sometimes it may look like it. They're just aggravating me on purpose. They're just doing this to me on purpose. Listen to this, Luke 6, verse 27. But if I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. This is a scripture specially put in the Bible for pastors, I believe. You pray countless hours for individuals. You love on them. You call them. You text them. You take them stuff. You do everything you can to help them in their journey. And it's still not good enough. And they want to talk about you. They want to hurt you. The Bible says to love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. Even if you've been used, it's not my time to get revenge. It's not my time to do anything like that. It's my time to keep praying. Keep praying. We're to love our enemies. Do good to those that hate you and offend you, who talk about you, who said that you look fat in that outfit. Forgive them. Forgive them. Women should never make their husbands lie. I'll just throw this in there. Don't ask me, do you like this outfit? Don't ask me, do I look good in this outfit? Sometimes you don't, but I don't want to hurt your feelings. So I just raise my eyebrows, and she goes, you don't like it. Romans 12, 17 says, Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If possible, if it's possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceable with all men. Beloved, do not take avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Praise the Lord. Unforgiveness is evil. I'll just tell you right now. Unforgiveness is evil. And when it's in you, you need to get it out. We must release the right to be offended. We must release the right to be offended. We must release the right to get even with somebody. Don't wait for the chance to get back at them. Look for a chance to love on them and forgive them. 
Look for a chance to help them. <laughs> that's crazy talk. No, that's Jesus talk. That's Jesus talk. Give up the right to judge them. Oh, my word. That's a tough one, Pastor. I want to give my opinion on everyone. I told Cardin this week, I don't have to have your opinion on everything. I'm sorry must be more than words. I'm sorry is the way to the kingdom. We have to repent to God for our evil ways. He forgives us. People offend us. We have to continue saying I'm sorry. And we have to forgive others even when they don't say I'm sorry. Mark eleven twenty six. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Would you stand with me? Years ago, I preached a similar sermon right here at this church while praying back there where Sister Donna's at. Lord spoke to me. He said, here's how you're to dismiss. I know a lot of preachers disagree with this, but we can repent anywhere, and I love having altar calls. If you feel like you need to come up here and bow down at altar today and repent, I encourage you to do it. But what the Lord showed me back there was the end service this way, and he, he's telling me again to do the same thing. I want you to go around to each individual in this church. Don't miss anyone. And don't tell them, uh, I want you to forgive me because I don't like uh, plaid and you're wearing plaid. Uh, would you forgive me because I don't like Star Wars and you're wearing a Star Wars shirt and I don't want to go to heaven over Chewbacca or Han Solo. No, I, I want you to go to each other and say, if I've offended you in any way, would you forgive me? You're saying, Pastor Drew, I haven't offended anybody that way. You don't know. You don't know. Somebody may have thought, man, I'd like to meet that person, but they always get out of here quick, and they must not like me. I want everybody in here to know that you like them today. I want everybody to know that you love them here today. I want you to go to every individual in here and say, I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? You don't have to add anything else to it. I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for what you're doing at TFT. I'm asking you, Lord, right now to lead us and guide us, Lord. We're listening. We're looking for your voice and your direction. I'm asking you, Lord, right now, God, as we have this time of fellowship, Lord, and that we, we share each other, share with each other our hearts, Lord, let true repentance, let true forgiveness be in everyone that's here today. And, Father, I give you the praise and I give you the glory in Jesus' name.